Welcome. <clears throat> I am the Crypto Crow. I've been MIA for a little while. I've been busy, but I'm back. So stick around because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot in the news. Ian Bellina, all kinds of stuff going on. Stick around after this quick disclaimer. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, there are still a couple people from Elon City in chat spamming their UIDs, not realizing. Uh, basically, there was a giveaway at a recent uh, interview, an interview I just, I just did. Um, and uh, so, look, guys, it's been a while. Sorry, I've been busy. And you know what? I just came back uh, Sunday from Florida. And I, I, there, we took a whole bunch of pictures, but here's some pictures. Um, there's Crypto Love's brother. I actually see my wife over here in the corner <laughs> a little bit. Uh, just kind of having some fun, shooting some pictures. Got the Dragon Chain guys. Got my buddy Rusty. Um, this dude is just the shit, man. Like, <clears throat> you know what? Here's the thing about Rusty. Rusty has been a follower of mine and a viewer of my channel for months. And he used to just send me these like feel good messages and stuff all the time. Like one day I was just having a really down day. And it was pretty apparent on my channel, and just I don't I don't remember all the details. Like things were just down. And he like sent me a picture of a crow, and he was like, you know, just this dude is honestly probably one of the best, coolest people I have met, and and I don't know how long. And he he actually, and this is Corey LaJoy. He's the he was the racer, the driver of car seventy two. Uh, while we were out in NASCAR, uh, the Dragon Chain car. and uh, But Rusty's the one that put all this together. And basically what he's done is, I guess he, he did very well for himself in, in, in other industries. And his wife allowed him to have some fun. And I guess he went out and he bought the rights to a bunch of NASCARs. And so he, he watches my channel to kind of get an idea as to what crypto coins are worth having. And then he goes out and he'll put these companies on NASCARs in exchange for crypto. And it's just, it's brilliant is what it is, um, especially with the market where it is now. Uh, there's Rusty, my wife and I. Um, yeah, I know I look like an absolute giant, but we are right there in the pit, man. <clears throat> when these cars come in to be, you know, they get their stuff changed. I mean, you can see their tires around us. I mean, these are tires that they're actually throwing on the thing. And we're just hanging out there in the pit. And um, just having a good time. This is the team owner. Uh, super. Everybody was so hospitable. Here's the thing. Like I've always joked. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've always joked about NASCAR being like you know redneck city and you know a bunch of grease monkeys and this and that. Uh, and because when like when I was growing up, you know, any of my friends that were into race cars and racing, they were all like grease monkeys, man. All they did was they hang out in their garage and they're always. A, AutoZone buying new shit for their cars and you know and there's nothing wrong with that it's just I'm a tech guy right <clears throat> and uh you know it, it was um 
yeah, and this is my Twitter, by the way. This is my real Twitter. Uh, so it's just at Jason Appleton. Um, but anyway, you know, there were so many stinking cool people at NASCAR. And I tell you what, I when, when we were pulling into this thing, there were so many rich rednecks. That's all I can tell you. And they know how to party, man. I mean, they have these beautiful RVs. They've got their swimming pools out. They, I mean, they basically make NASCAR like a way of life, and they just, they just drink and party and have a good time. And uh, I don't know. I was so impressed, and I was impressed on every level. I mean, with the people, with the just how accessible, you know, the 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 racers and the teams and the people are. And I, I was just blown away. Like I am a new NASCAR fan after last weekend. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to the one this weekend, too. And um, I'm actually going to be on the hood of a car <laughs> this time. So uh, we are. I'm going to have a Crypto Crow car. It's number 66. Uh, he actually just placed seventh in Daytona last weekend. Um, Corey's a great dude, a great driver. I liked him a lot. I look forward to doing some stuff with him in the future. But I don't think he drives every race. Um, I think him and someone else may share a car. I'm not sure what the dynamic of the relationship is. But... Um, what's up everybody? Uh, wish I could have met up with you. I was in Orlando the last two weeks. Oh yeah. We were in Orlando too. Cause we were hanging out at the Orlando international airport for a while. Uh, so let's see. So cool. Go to an indie race next. Oh, we'll definitely go to Indianapolis. Um, yeah, the races, it was, it was great in person. I was honestly, there was a point you guys know me. Like I know I come off as real cocky and everything, but I'm super soft inside. And there was, when all those cars crashed, um, let me see if I could pull it up. Hold on. Uh, NASCAR July 7th crash. See if I can pull up a quick video for those of you. Yeah, I think um, this was, I almost kind of fused up a minute. I I've never seen anything like this before. And I was honestly afraid for their lives. Like, I, it was absolutely nuts. Hold on. Come on. Yeah, this is 7-7, so this is the one I was at. Just beyond the IT you know is a place where you only pay for the outcomes you use. I don't want use. an ad. Come on. Consumption-based IT in your data We're going to go over all kinds of news. I'm just kind of, it's been a while, so I figured I'd hang out a little bit. Welcome to HPE GreenLake. All right, Elon City, you guys can stop spamming your UID. It's not going to help you. Just out. waiting for whichever oh, lunch. Huge push. push. And around oh. goes the two. Too big of a push. He caught the 41. The big one. Logano's caught up in it. Look oh at that. Goodness. Denny Hamblin. Austin Dillon has damage. Daniel Suarez trying to here. avoid. Ty Dillon sliding in. A wreck 22 of Joey oh, Logano sitting on the apron. I have never seen anything like that. And it just kept happening. Like, that was just one. Like, that was one crash. And, uh, yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you... Um, like when I, so I, I drank a lot. Like I had to, to be on that plane, to get on the plane, like the flights were cool. And, um, you know, it, it but it, it was, it was such a good time and I'm definitely a lot more comfortable. I'm getting a lot more comfortable getting on a plane, um, and flying and, and all of that. So, um, I, I know we're going to Chicago next, the voice of blockchain. Uh, so for those of you, hold on, I'm gonna pull that up. I will be in Chicago. I think it's August voice. Of blockchain. Uh, yeah, it's this thing. So, Voice of Blockchain, August 24th 
and is this yeah let me make this bigger um voice of blockchain it's a big thing i know that there's like a a, a prior like tone vase i actually i'm looking forward to meeting him and jimmy song um and uh yeah i mean there are a lot of cool people that go into this thing stellar iota so yeah and there's like a private yacht party and all kinds of stuff so it's going to be a big deal um if you if you guys are in the chicago area i suggest you go in because it's going to be a good time and uh so anyway the first thing that i want to talk about before i get into anything bitcoin or otherwise is this Bellina recently received pre-sale tokens into his hacked eth address so what I'm like shocked, man. Like everything this guy does, I don't, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand how guys like Superman, Ian Bellina, anybody that's out there educating people, helping people make money, you know, teaching people who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, what coins are solid and what are not, what's a good project, what are not, putting the time in, reading these white papers, giving their educated opinions are constantly being flamed and framed and like just shit on all the time. I'm just, I'm shocked. Look, I admittedly, admittedly, when, when this whole Ian Bellina hack happened, it happened at a time where everyone was getting hacked and losing everything. I got hacked. I didn't lose much of anything. I lost a little bit of one token that was sitting on an unprotected thing of theirs that like I just got it. It wasn't even a big deal. Um, so, you know, I keep everything in cold storage. I keep everything pretty secure. I mean, like the hacker had access to everything for like 12 hours or at least eight hours. And he wasn't, he was he didn't get anything. So, you know, I, I was concerned. Well, I guess concerned isn't the right word. I just thought, wow, that's really interesting that a dude who was making a high six-figure income with IBM as a tech genius, basically, or sales or whatever he did, got hacked around the same time that all these other people are getting hacked around taxis. And I thought, well, that's convenient. And I, I then, I, you know, I was talking to people who knew people on the team helping in, like government officials, like government people that are work that were working with Ian to resolve this, find the hackers, get his money back, all this stuff. That shit was real. Like the people that I knew, uh, and their friends, and that like the the contacts they have on Ian's team. Th that shit isn't being made up, people. So he got some tokens to an to an old address. That happens. I still get shit on some of my old wallet addresses that I don't use anymore, and then I have to transfer them over. Shit happens, folks. It doesn't mean the guy's scamming everybody. Give him a fucking break already. Like, I, I get the initial kind of, well, did this, you know, did this really happen? Is this a convenient ploy for taxes? Like, what is this? But at this point, like me personally, I have talked to people on Ian's team and I couldn't say much about it all other than like he's got some pretty big ballers on his team tracking this stuff down. And so... It seems like every time Ian farts, it becomes some big deal for everybody to run and try to like gang rush Ian. And it's like, look, I I I I get some of the um, uh, 
I, I get some of the, the skepticism, but for God's sakes, man, like until it's been proven that the, the guy did anything wrong at all, like I, I guess because I'm in the position I'm in where I, I get it, um, like I get what my initial uh, thought was, like, hmm, I wonder what's really going on here. Is it A or B? What's happening? I get that having that thought, right? Given the time it was, it's tax season and, you know, Trevon was hacked and Craig was hacked and like all these people were hacked. I just, I think, had that happened to me, had I been hacked and lost everything, I would be, I would still be, I don't even know what I'd be doing right now, to be quite honest with you. You know, the man was hacked and lost a million dollars. If he wanted to try and pose some crazy stuff, he, he could have lost everything. To my knowledge, he had like $4 million in crypto. So if he wanted to like stage something, he could have staged something a lot more. Like he could have gotten, he could have lost everything and then, you know, really not had to pay taxes if he wanted to. Why would he just get hacked for a million dollars in crypto if he were staging the whole thing somehow? I just don't buy it anymore. I don't buy it. Um, and I just think everybody needs to cut them some slack. I think there's going to come a time when it's all going to come out. And and I think because they think think about it, even with me, if I know, like I know my debt, I know my dedicated servers constantly getting um, port scanned and all kinds of shit by these hackers that are trying to access my email accounts and everything else. I can't tell you what's being done. I can't go in. I'm not going to go in and be like, well, I think it's this group or that group, and I know that this guy's using this to do that. I can't talk about that kind of stuff. You want to try and hack me? Well, I'm not going to go out and, like, tell the world, like, hey, this guy's trying to do something. You know, all you can do is further build your defenses, try to keep everybody at bay, and if somebody does happen to achieve something, then you can take action. And you're not going to give away anything prior to that. Why would you? So it's kind of, um, I don't know. That That's my thought on that. Um, it, I, I, en yeah, enough of the negativity. Exactly. I'm just so tired of just assholes all over the place. Just spreading. Just like, oh, can't stand his smug face. This is one of the reasons why I hate everybody being able to be anonymous on the internet. Like, I read an article. I wish I had it with me. It's just people on the internet are inherently so disgusting. Like, I oh no, it was Coast to Coast. I was listening to Coast to Coast AM. And they were talking about, um, you know, trolls. Like, internet trolls. This guy did a study where he went and he tracked down... A whole bunch of these internet trolls, assholes on Twitter, people on Facebook, people on Reddit. And he went and he researched who these people were, what they did for a living, what was their health like, so forth and so on. And you know what he found? 95% of these people who are running around the internet trash talking, being assholes, trolling other people are flat out losers. They just have nothing going on. They typically have poor health low income or crappy jobs, their lives suck, and they're basically just out there trying to shit on everyone else because it's the only way they get any kind of jollies. And I, it's like, I believe that to be true. I'm too busy to be running around the internet slamming people, making fun of people, making shitty comments all the time, and just making that a part of my lifestyle. And for me, I'm one of those people where 
I don't care if it's anonymous. It's that energy that you put out into the world. It's that mentality that, that, that you're trying to sh spread. Like, I just, I don't have any time for negative ass people, period. And it's like, you know, anybody that creates mental tension for me can flat out buzz off, period. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't give a shit what the details are. If you're a sourpuss or just an asshole or you're super high strung and you're constantly blaming everyone around you for all your issues, I, it, I don't have time for you. I'm a grown man. I don't have time to listen to that shit. And I hate seeing stuff like this all over the internet. End rant. Ian farted? I don't know. I'm sure he did. But it doesn't need to be headline news, and it doesn't mean that it's a toxic cloud meant to kill a million people. I feel like every... Look, I understand what it's like to have tokens sent to an old ETH address. It's what happens. I mean, it happens all the time. So, anyway, looking at Bitcoin, still tanking. Oh my gosh, I need to take a break. All right, you... Elon City, guys, you need to, like, get out of here now. I'm going to start banning everybody. Um, did you just call me a loser? Maybe. Uh, Crow, we need positive vibes today because it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. What? Come on, Dabo. That's all you got? Football. And he's not talking about NFL. He's talking about guys running around in little tight shorts kicking balls at each other's faces. <laughs> That's Dabo's dream. <laughs> uh, Big Crow, Aquatoss. Talk about Aquatoss, please. No, I just said the name, but that's how you're getting right now. Uh, no one messes with the Crow. Uh, a lot of people try. It uh, doesn't always work out for them, though. This is the World Cup. My wife and I actually went to a soccer, a soccer match uh, recently, and it was actually pretty cool. Uh, Jason, please answer your telegram message. Charlie D, I get a thousand a day, man, and they all drop like a rock. I don't I don't keep up with private messages on telegram. You want to get my attention, the best way is to do it in the actual telegram channel with the at upstager, and then I get a little blue symbol and it tells me somebody's trying to get my attention. Uh, I just got Crow to sign the chorus to three lions. I don't even know what that means. Crow, what do you think of court chain? Uh, I'm interested, but I still want to do some more research. Um, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> so, you know, basically looking at what's going on with Bitcoin, you know, I was actually shocked to see this huge dip. I mean, it, it, you know, it, <sighs> I said it like, you know, it's probably, it, there's a good chance it's probably going to hit five to 5,500 at some point, maybe this month. But I still, I think that I've also been saying I do believe that July is going to be a comeback month. I do. I think it might be dipping. It might take a pretty really hard crash here over the next week or so. We're at, we're at the 11th. I think it's, it might dip down. Maybe it touches 6,000 again. And then maybe then that's it. I really don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's really difficult to tell exactly what's going on with Bitcoin when you've got so many whales that are making power plays on their own. Um, but I do believe that things are going to turn around. And I think it's probably going to turn around relatively soon. I don't think this is this can go on that much longer, but I could be wrong about that too. I mean, anybody that's trying to dictate exactly what's going to happen with Bitcoin, really, 
doesn't have a clue. Like there, there's just so many elements of this. We've got custody. We've got all this stuff lining up for institutional money. We've got every. We've got all the bricks being laid out. We've got the SEC and they're fine tuning their craft and what they're doing with crypto companies and so forth. So, um, <clears throat> Bitfinex launches crypto connection network for institutional clients. Uh, a connect basically they're. Uh, Bitfinex partnered with Swiss Market Synergy to develop a connectivity service for banks, hedge funds, and brokers. Bitfinex, one of the leading virtual currency markets, has revealed a new crypto connection service that targets institutional investors, the exchange announced on Wednesday. The crypto connectivity network was built by Swiss service provider Market Synergy. Uh, <clears throat> so that's, I mean, there's there are going to be a lot more institutional services popping out, I'm sure, in the near future. Cryptocurrency replacing fiat is closer than people think, according to research. Absolutely, I absolutely agree with this. I think that there are so many uh, tokens all over the place. And yeah, there are a lot of crappy ICOs out there. Uh, but there are a lot of really solid projects as well. And, and, you know, while the speculative value of a particular ICO or cryptocurrency can fluctuate with drastic volatility... I do think that some of these major projects, these infrastructure platforms, these these projects that are likely going to take a year, two years, three, even up to five years perhaps, to really lay down the foundation that it's going to need <clears throat> to really become a, 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 to really get the mass adoption um, that's necessary for what they're trying to build. You've got to remember, guys and gals, what we're seeing today with these ICO companies is the, we're, we're still, you know, when you're trying to build a house, right? One of the first thing that happens is you dig the hole. Well, the hole's been dug, okay? We're still just laying that basement. We're still laying that foundation. We haven't even started putting up the framing for the house yet. We're not even there. That I, I expect to see in another year. It's going to take some time, but in the meantime, a lot of you uh, are going to be able to generate some really ridiculous money from the fact that we do not have mass adoption yet. We have so much fought around crypto right now because of the market crash that all there is right now is opportunity. <clears throat> Those of you in my Patreon group saw the um, the big thing that I've I've been working on in terms of my research for um, you know exchange coins because you know I, some of these exchange coins I'm I'm going to be getting into and um, <clears throat> look the opportunity if you look at the chart in my Patreon I basically break down like what was Ethereum at its all time high what was Cardano at its all time high how many Cardano, could you buy with Ethereum or Bitcoin at both their all-time highs? And then how many more Cardano could you buy with the same Ethereum today? And it, the numbers are drastic. You can buy, like, even if you bought, let's say you bought Ethereum or Bitcoin at a really high price back in the day. The fact is, is that altcoins typically increase and drop faster than Bitcoin or Ethereum. Which means even if you bought Ethereum at a thousand bucks, you could still get a number of Cardano likely greater than the number of Cardano you could have bought when Ethereum was a thousand bucks. You get it? 
And that's what I've been putting in Patreon. And I'm going to be, and I'm furthering my research now. And, and uh, I thought Superman had an interesting point that cryptocurrency needs a friendlier sounding moniker. Hmm. Well, you know, okay, I can understand that. But I think at the same time, the coins themselves and their use cases are, are going to be that. Thoughts on Ethos Universal Wallet out? Are you using it? I am not using the Ethos Wallet yet because I do not have it on iOS. I don't have. I don't run an Android phone. I prefer not to be hacked to hell and back with all the crap that Android can put out there. Crypto Crow, how can you be shocked to see a huge dip or huge dump now that institutional money is in the market? Even relatively small pools can make big movements. BTC market is still in its infancy. No, I get that. <clears throat> But I don't think there's a lot of institutional money in the market yet. I know that there's some, but it's not. We don't have big pension funds. We don't have the big institutional dollars in the market yet. Um, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see that as being the case. Um, Finny smartphone technical specifications. See Siren Labs final design for the Finny blockchain smartphone. So for those of you curious about this. Um, <clears throat> I, for one, am. Siren Labs, which ended last year with fourth largest crowd sale in history by raising $157.8 million, has today unveiled the final design of the Finney. How's that for a crypto moniker that's more friendly? Finney. You can't, you can't get more friendly than Finney. No, I don't want to subscribe. The Finney smartphone will run on Siren Labs' proprietary operating system, Siren OS, which is an ultra-secure and Google-certified fork of Android, and will showcase four main features. An embedded cold storage wallet, a comprehensive and multi-layer cybersecurity suite, a token conversion service, and a blockchain dApp store. If you don't think I'm getting one of these, you're crazy. Um, they really need to like send me one. Let me review it. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick look at this. I want to look at it. I haven't seen this yet, just so you know. Okay. Well, that was it. So anyway, um, I'm looking forward to this. Honestly, what is Siren Lab? So they're at 18 cents right now. All right. Now, however, HTC is to launch a blockchain-powered Exodus phone by the end of 2018. The blockchain-powered Exodus smartphone will be launched by the end of 2018. Its producer, HTC, confirmed on Tuesday. The product was initially announced in May. I haven't heard anything about this phone. The price of the device will be revealed in the third quarter of the year, but will most likely match the $1,000 cost of Siren Labs' blockchain-powered phone, Finney. Wow, we're already getting competition for blockchain phones and one doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> this is great, people, because I'll tell you what, blockchain phones are going to be the next biggest thing, I'm telling you. Siren Labs is going to be first. Here's the thing, though. I, I'm in a position where it's this competition that I love to see. I love to see HTC trying to come out with their own against what Siren Labs is offering because this is where this is what drives that innovation. And now these phones that are competing with each other, because I'm telling you, there's the same way we started with beepers, right? You know the beepers where like you didn't even have a beeper unless you sold drugs back in the day. Do you remember that? And then you know, then we got into uh 
you know, these big bag phones and then the giant cell phones. And you didn't even have one of those unless you were rich because you were paying like three, four dollars a minute. Uh, and like now everybody has a cell phone. Everybody's going to have a blockchain phone at some point over the next, I would say, five years, if it even takes that long. But everybody's going to have a blockchain phone because it's everything is going to be about security. So we'll see. Institutional investment through Bitfinex will see Bitcoin to the moon. Major cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex has announced a new partnership that promises to bring a new wave of institutional investment into cryptocurrency through the Bitfinex platform. According to finance magnates, Bitfinex has announced a partnership with Marky Synergy Jimba. I don't even know. It looks like, a, uh, you know, an uh, what do you call it? Forget what I'm thinking. You know, you guys know what that looks like. Market Synergy operate along a trading platform that allows institutions to create and to trade in cryptocurrencies. So, an, just another thing. Just another thing. Now, this pisses me off. Facebook could be next in the BitConnect lawsuit after YouTube. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but you, it, when I was out at NASCAR, I tried to do some live streams, but the the the, audio, the video feed just kept cutting out. It made it really pretty, pretty much impossible to do. But I made mention of the fact that YouTube has been pulled into this BitConnect lawsuit. And these lawyers are going to go after everything and everybody, man. I mean, this is a, this is a case where... Okay, so I'm going to paint a picture here. Everybody wants to put, and myself included, I was a, a big, uh, I like GoChain. I, I, I invested in GoChain. Uh, I, I was having a really difficult time early on when I first got into crypto, just because it looked like the SEC was coming in to just kick everybody's asses, break up the party, shut everybody down, and create a bunch of problems and add bureaucracy, right? That was kind of my perception of it. And then it was kind of painted to me like, look, it's not really what the SEC does. The SEC is here to protect people from themselves, investing in projects, blowing their money, and, and ultimately being taken advantage of. And I'm like, but then everybody says, well, we don't want the SEC to ruin our party. I want to invest and do what I want. And I agree. The public should be able to invest in whatever they want. Like I've said, if you can go out and fight and die for your country, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want in a free country with your own damn money. Okay, if you end up being scammed or shit on or screwed or you make a million dollars, that should be your choice. If you are not willing to put in the time to do your own research in a particular project, um, then, you, you you know, it's it's your own fault. I put $300 into BitConnect because, but I knew it was a bullshit. I, 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 it's, it was this idea that what if they do have a trading bot? Because I was, you know, I was getting, I, I was learning about trading bots. I was reading about GunBot and Profit Trailer and all these different bots. And I'm thinking, but how can they do that much volume? And where is all the, you know, how, how, and I was still learning about the market, how the markets work. I was still very ignorant. When I did, I did a video where I basically said, hey, I just put 300 bucks into BitConnect. I know I'm going to lose it. I'm just curious to see how long it takes. And I think I ended up getting that $300 ended up getting uh, like 750 bucks or something like that by the time BitConnect shut down. <laughs> but I knew it was coming. And the thing of it is, is there are so many people that bought into BitConnect because of all, and, and granted, yeah, 
There are guys like Trevon James and Craig Grant, all these guys pumping it. Look how much money I'm making. I'm making $10,000 an hour. I'm making $20,000 a day. I'm doing all, I'm making all this bank. But every one of those guys, to my knowledge, was continuing, continuing to pump their profits back into BitConnect. I don't know if any of them made a dime. Well, Craig Grant apparently made some money because BitConnect was paying him directly uh, to, to, like, I don't know, be an ambassador or whatever. But the, the whole thing is, is that like now everybody's coming to shit on Travon and Craig and all these guys, all these BitConnect people that like made ultimately millions of dollars promoting it. Um, but hindsight is twenty twenty. Nobody knew for sure that this was a Ponzi. I nobody knew. Like nobody, nobody saw anything and said this is a Ponzi scheme. Everybody's going to lose. Like yes, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. That's the way I looked at it. But there is still that chance. What if this is legit? What if this is a self-sustaining system? Um, and, you know, we all found out. Like, it was too good to be true, which it very well should have been. Everybody should have known better. And now that people put money into BitConnect, some people, because of their own greed and because of their own, like, I don't know what you want to say, like, for whatever their personal reasons may be, put everything into BitConnect thinking they're going to turn my life savings and I'm going to quadruple it in 180 days. And, you know, and they got burned. And now they're getting a lawyer to go and sue and say, oh, you're a scam. You're a scam. And it's like, it's not suing BitConnect that I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is suing everybody else. Suing Facebook? suing YouTube, you know, I mean, and then, and then let's say, let's say that, let's say that YouTube did ban all access to everything BitConnect related and that came out the BitConnect with a scam, but then no, but nobody on YouTube knew nobody. And then how many more of these Ponzi schemes would have been invested into because YouTube shut down all videos that have anything to do with any of these, Devore coin, the, you know, all everything that came after BitConnect that people were still stupid enough to put money into. I saw the videos. I lost $30,000 in BitConnect, man. And now I just put uh, $10,000 more into Devore coin. Like, you're a fucking idiot. You deserve to lose every penny you got. You didn't learn from the scam you just participated in. And so you're going to go and probably borrow money to put it back into some other Ponzi scheme because you think it sounds good. And then what? When you lose that money, you're going to turn around and try to sue the world because you're a moron? I don't agree with that. Take responsibility for your own dumbass self. And, you know, when it comes to suing YouTube and suing all these major companies just because they have the money to pay a bill... That's bullshit. And there should be a law against these frivolous lawsuits. I don't care if they think they have a legitimate claim to sue YouTube or Facebook or anybody else. The fact of the matter is, is that if YouTube would have done what they're now being sued for, there's probably a lot more money that would have been lost in the Ponzi schemes that came after BitConnect. A fool and his money are soon parted. And when it comes to something like BitConnect, where big promises are made, if you bought into it, it's your own damn fault. And it's nobody else's fault but your own. And it, honestly, it's not Trevon James's fault. It's not any of these guys' fault. You're responsible for your own money, your own well-being. If you had the slightest notion 
which it, people have been calling BitConnect a Ponzi scheme forever. It's not like it's been any big secret, but it's that greed that drives so many people. And I understand it because I understand what it feels like to have very little and think that there might be a small chance of getting a lot in a short period of time and potentially changing your life. I get it. But the old adage is true, folks. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. There are no guarantees in crypto. You don't know what could happen in this space. This is the Wild West hell of finance. Some people do really well. Some people get lucky. It's all a game. And a lot of people got burned on BitConnect. I lost everything that I put into it. I lost 300 bucks. Big damn deal. I feel bad for the people that put $100,000 or more. I talked to a guy. I know a guy who's very well off. He's actually a financial planner, and he put like ten grand into a Ponzi. It wasn't BitConnect. It was another one that he was sure because his buddies were in it. And I told him, I said, look, man, I'm not trying to give you financial advice, but I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. And, I, you know... He went ahead and, and he did it and he lost his money and, and you know and it didn't take it didn't take thirty days. Once BitConnect crashed, a bunch of other stuff did too. Would you swap Ethos for Cardano at this price for gains for the next bull run? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think Ethos is likely. Hmm. Man, honestly, I think I, I, if I if because I do. You know what? I'll say no, because if I, if I would say yes, then I would do it because I own both. So if I were going to, if I would say yes, I would just do it. The best part of cryptocurrency investing is to diversify. You want to diversify your portfolio. You want to own even small pieces of multiple chunks of different projects. Think about it from a venture capitalist perspective. Like I've said in the past. VCs don't just put, if they've got a billion dollars to invest in companies, they don't put that billion dollars into one or two projects and hope for the best. They put in like 30, 35 projects and expect to make the majority of their return off of the two or three that do well where the others fall short. And it's the same with anything. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So <clears throat> for me personally, you know, I'm about just spreading it. You know, I own some ethos. I own a, a, some a diff, all kinds of different stuff, but... I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and, and, you know, I love my Cardano, but if I want more Cardano, I'm just going to buy more. I'm not going to sell some of my other positions to buy Cardano, even though I expect Cardano to do very well. If I want it bad enough, I'll just improve my position directly, not at the expense of one of my others. <clears throat> Bitcoin will hit $60,000 on the back of a massive positive event. Bitcoin to the moon. Julian Hosp, the 10X co-founder, is still standing behind a $60,000 Bitcoin price prediction. Speaking to CNBC, Hosp said positive regulatory developments would cause the BTC price to set a new all-time high in 2017. Okay. Rise to $60,000 still possible. Despite the massive crypto bleed of 2018, Hosp remains optimistic about a market comeback. The total cryptocurrency market has lost more than half of its value since the start of the year, and Bitcoin is down about 67% from its mid-December 2017 high of 19.5. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and this is going to go into more detail. I, I agree, folks. I mean, this is a cyclical thing. It's just a matter of when is one thing going to start where the other one stopped. Jesus, all these freaking pop-ups. Uh, 
Coinbase maintains optimism despite recent popularity slide. Ultimately, Coinbase has been seeing a decline in business, and that's expected. The market's down. Views are down. Everything's down in the cryptocurrency space because there isn't anything getting anybody really excited. Positive news is great, but it's not going to turn a bear market around. It's just not. It's going to support and further fuel an already bull run um, in, 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 in transit, if you will. You can now have a say in the CBOE, Bitcoin ETF filing, on the SEC website. Um, a vast majority of crypto traders believe that the Bitcoin ETFs will be a gateway for the high net individuals and institutional investors to get into crypto investing. Once the SEC classify BTC ETFs as securities, then it is all systems go for Wall Street firms and high net individuals to buy crypto. Check this out, folks, because there's basically a way that you can go in and, and um, you can get involved in the discussion directly with the SEC. Let's see. Uh, here, maybe this is it. Yeah, here it is. So you can go in. You can you can ultimately submit comments. How to submit comments and and just be a part of the conversation. Uh, I strongly support the proposal of Bitcoin ETF. In December, because of SEC approval of futures, Bitcoin went up from 3000 to 20000 We again need SEC help to make money for small retail investors who lost a lot of money in the last seven months. ETF has potential to take the price of Bitcoin from 6000 to 30000 in a few days, and that can start the new crypto cycle and help the U.S. economy during these trade wars. Well, help the U.S. economy, maybe, but... What's going to happen is people putting fiat money into Bitcoin is going to help the crypto economy. <laughs> Regulation is why the U.S. is losing the crypto war. There are trillions of dollars worth of capital not being used, or rather they are being used so inefficiently that they might as well not be used. Capital tied up in the supply chain and slowed by the ancient fiat result system results in a lot of waiting, borrowing, and general ineffective use. Sweetbridge thinks they can fix that, but only if regulators let them. Ultimately, it's the same old story. The SEC is regulating the space. Nobody's 100% sure what to expect or what's coming down the pipe for them. And so nobody really wants to play with the United States just yet. We don't have pretty enough toys. But I think it's going to come. I, I, you know, the, the interview I just did with Charles Hoskinson, if you have not watched it, you need to watch it. It was absolutely amazing, if I do say so myself. And not because of me, but because of him and the information that he provided in that interview. It was fantastic. He talked about regulation. He talked about the perception of the SEC and what their goals are, what they're planning on. And he also gave his prediction as to how he sees things really panning out um, in terms of the regulatory bodies and their systems for doing things and, and all of that. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to go over some news and say hello, share a little bit of, uh, stuff going on. I know that I did have the, <clears throat> the coin, uh, coin or wait, hold on. Sorry. <clears throat> Cold storage coin. Uh, I, I have not sent the, the 20 winners from the last thing. I have not sent it over to them, uh, yet. So that's why you haven't heard anything yet. Um, I've just, I've been so busy and we've got other stuff going on. It's coming. Look, the whole campaign for the, um, cold storage coin was supposed to be five weeks, one after the other, after the other. And I'm dragging it out a bit. I mean, let's face it. The market's down, <clears throat> things are down and, um, people just aren't buying a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy where things are. 
And I know that they're working on a Crypto Crow version of one of these things. And to be quite honest with you, I want everybody to get that one. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, I will be sending it over and I will be launching a new contest here very soon. Uh, I just need to plan it out. And I've got some more reviews and other stuff coming this week. So we'll get to it all. Um, but I got to get back to work. So, but I probably will come on um, later in the evening, one of these days soon, and um, just shoot the shit and hang out with everybody and um, kind of spend a lot more time in chat. Until next time, folks, I love you, miss you, mean it, and uh, crow your coins, and I'll see you soon.